welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Thursday, September 28th, 2023, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, long before Phil Robertson was became a reality TV star, he fell in love with Miss Kay and started a family, but ultimately his demons threatened to tear their lives apart. Set in the backwoods swamps of 1960s Louisiana, the blind shares never before revealed moments in Phil's life as he seeks to conquer the shame of his past, ultimately finding redemption in an unlikely place. This stunning cinematic journey chronicles the love story that launched a dynasty, the turmoil that really nearly brought it crashing down, and the hope that rose from the ashes to create a foundation for generations to come. Well, this week on the Defender Podcast, we are so grateful to be joined by Willie and Corey Robertson. We were able to interview them a couple of days ago about the upcoming film, The Blind. Uh, Corey and Willie were both producers for The Blind. And we are so grateful to not only be able to hear their perspective on this film, how Phil's uh, Phil's past and and Miss Kay's uh, grace and redemption that she offered Phil really spoken to their family and not only their family and how their family has been built, but also into their adoption story. And so we are so grateful to be joined by Willie and Corey Robertson today. Uh, Just for a little bit of background, Willie is, as we said, the producer of The Blind, but he's also CEO of Duck Commander and Buck Commander. He's the son of Phil and Kay Robertson, uh, and he is the star of A&E's Duck Dynasty. Willie has expanded his family companies from a living room operation to a multi-million dollar enterprise and destination for all things outdoors. He's the executive producer of A&E's Duck Dynasty and Buck Commander on the Outdoor Channel, as well as the New York Times bestseller author of The Duck Commander Family, How Faith, Family, and Ducks Built a Dynasty, American Hunter, American Fisherman, and American Entrepreneur. Willie is married to Corey Robertson and is the father of six. His story is a remarkable example of entrepreneurship and dedication built on faith, family, and hard work. And his wife, Corey, is a New York Times bestselling author and star of A&E's Duck Dynasty. She works in the family business, Duck Commander, is co-owner in Tread Lively Productions, is a writer and speaker and passionate about motherhood, adoption, and empowering families around the world. Corey loves doing life with her husband, Willie, and their six kids and five grandchildren in their hometown of West Monroe, Louisiana. Writing credits for Corey include the Duck Commander family, how faith, family, and ducks built the dynasty, Duck Commander devotions for kids, and strong and kind, raising kids of character. Well, before we uh, hear this great opportunity to sit down with the Robertsons, I want to remind you about our new international adoption program in the Philippines. We are excited to announce that we are officially rolling out a new international adoption program in the Philippines. The Philippines have been participating in intercountry adoption for over 50 years and bring to the table a very streamlined process. This is a process that at Lifeline we've hoped to get engaged with for a very long time. We will be advocating for children's six years 
old and up, sibling groups, and children with moderate and medical needs. You can always connect with us at lifelinechild.org. And as you're on our site, look for intercountry adoption, and you'll be able to pre-apply for our Philippines program. And as always, you can go to the show notes for the direct link to get you to learn more about intercountry adoption, domestic adoption, or growing your family through foster care. Well, it's the time of the podcast that everyone loves. It's what they line up for, just like they do for uh, autographs by this man, by Dr. Rick. He is the the poster child for Lifeline. He's our celebrity. He is the silver-tongued one behind the golden mic there in his office to pontificate today on just what the blind movie uh, means we both got to see it and how excited we are to have this interview with the the Robertsons. Well, first of all, today we have real celebrities on the podcast, and so um, no more no more of the poser um, me, but you know, but but the real deal. And um, you know, in, in a couple of days ago, we league, got a, you're in their league, man. Not even close. Um, but but I, but here's here's the thing I was going to say a couple of days ago when we got a chance to sit down with them and and you know to spend a little time talking one of the things that um, just really kind of shown through is um, just the down to earth nature of of this family and um, and really the sincerity of their their faith and their commitment to Jesus and 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 their you know, their belief in the gospel. And, and I think that is something that comes through in the film, the blind. Um, and, and I, I think as people see this film, it was, it was genuinely um, probably the most real Christian film I've ever seen with regard to um, they tell all of the story and, and really um, without, you know, glorifying, sin they they you know they they give the reality of a film miss case story um the the miss k good grief uh, i want to meet her i just the the way that you see um her faith on display and and after she comes to jesus the the way that you know that that she um, lives through the, you know, really difficult circumstance comes through in this film. But I, I think most of all, this is a film that, that undeniably shows the transformation that can come only through the gospel. And so without giving the film away, I'll tell you this, if you're a follower of Jesus, you need to go see this film. If you have people in your life that that you're talking to and and you're sharing the gospel with, you need to to like grab them and take them and buy them a ticket and go sit down and watch this film because I, I think it is it's one of the clearest presentations of the gospel that I've ever seen in in a in a good film and in in good art and and so um, it was it was fun to sit down with Willie and Corey and to hear a little bit about their family and their motivation for making the film and all of that sort of stuff. And so without further ado, we're going to get to um, our conversation from a couple of days ago with Willie and Corey Robertson as they talk about their family, um, their reasons for making a film and ultimately about the film, The Blind. 
All right. Well, we are excited today to be joined by Corey and Willie Robertson. And today we're going to be talking about the new film that they are executive producers on, uh, The Blind. And so, uh, Willie, Corey, thanks for joining us today on the Defender Podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. We So maybe the place to start is let's just start at the beginning and tell us a little bit about the film, um, about The Blind and and like why this project. Yeah, this is the story of Phil and Kay, uh, my parents, who uh, whenever they were in the darkest time of their life before they um, um, became believers. And um, and so it's the story of how that happened uh, and really how how bad it got. Um, and I think, you know, if you if you watch Doug Dynasty and if you can appreciate that, uh, everything that's happened since uh, going back and seeing where it all began, you'll realize how close it was to really all falling apart before it ever got off the ground. And so dad was in a really dark place. Um, just really a bad guy Had um, really went off the rails. And uh, so, yeah, it's a story of redemption, of of hope. It's it's Phil's story of how he turned his life around, but probably more importantly, Kay's story of how she Put up with that and then was able to, you know, forgive him and, and move on for the sake of her family and uh, her kids, which were I was one of them. Yeah, Dr. Rick and I have talked about how not only is the film just excellently done, but it's so real and raw. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of Christian films are are sugarcoated and, and kind of only show the good side of the story. And they maybe show a little bit of a redemption element, but but they don't take you through the hurt and the pain. But one of the things I'd be interested in knowing is right now, why why did y'all think this was the important story to tell right now in this cultural moment we're in? Yeah, I think that is interesting because we heard that as we were making this film. We were like, you know, as a Christian film, don't go too far. You got to, you know, got to make it funny every five minutes and you got to make it make it clean and don't have any cussing and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we really feel like it is important, you know, to understand the redemption, you've got to see the fall. And that's the story that was repeated over and over again in scripture. And you look at the people that you read about in the Bible and they're not perfect people. Like they go through some tough things and they make some really bad choices. And it's all the more why we need Jesus. And I think in this time, like you mentioned, why in this time and in this moment is, yeah, people are going through hard things. And, you know, sometimes we can just like, go in church and be rah-rah and life's good and it should be good because you're a Christian. But actually, you know, life is hard and um, people are living hard stories and real stories. And we think it's important to see that and to for people to understand that like no one is too far gone for the gospel to touch them. And that's Phil. If you look at Phil's life, you could think, oh, he's too far gone. Like he the choices he made, he doesn't deserve any of this. And, and that's the whole message of the movie. Like none of us deserve any of it. But Jesus can come into your life and everything changes. Well, you know, um, because of the the people that we're talking to primarily, uh, folks that are, you know, around adoption and orphan care and, and folks that are invested in ministering to vulnerable kids and ministering to vulnerable families, um, there's a there's a particular edge to this film in redemption about um, kind of the generational impact that Phil's life has had. And so, Willie, I'd, I'd love it if you could just kind of unpack a little bit of the, the results of the story of redemption and how that's kind of passed down through the generations through your family. 
Yeah, I've, I've talked a lot about this is that I was able to go back and, and really to think it struck me like here's a young couple in southern Arkansas. They have no money. Um, they have no fame. They have really nothing. Uh, but three kids at the time. And had that marriage broken up, uh, my life would look completely different. In fact, almost everything I do every day would be completely changed, even being on this this podcast, because, you know, there would have been no Duck Commander. There would have been no Duck Dynasty. And so, um, however, it, w- it wasn't just the the blessings are saying, you know, it's always going to work out right and uh, you'll become something. I mean, if it would have just affected our family and had we stayed together, that would have been enough. You know, we didn't have to have a, a TV show or, or be successful in any way that way. Even, even back growing up, we were as happy as we could be living down there. We didn't have much money, but we were happy. The family was together. Mm-hmm. The, the same dinner table that's on Doug Dynasty. We remember when that the end was Phil was not in that at that table. And so um, that's why I think, you know, once we were given this platform of, of always talking about how good God has been to us because we realized without him, uh, it was literally the only thing left, you know, that, that could have changed uh, Phil and kept that marriage together. So yeah, generationally that's happened. It certainly, we saw that. In fact, some of the way their lives changed were now we were going to church, which was new. And now we're, mm-hmm. they sent us to church camp, which was new. And, and that's actually where I met Corey uh, in like fourth grade was uh, meeting her. And so uh, us getting together then with our kids the same way. And so we saw that authentic lifestyle. Actually, fortunately for both of us, we saw that in both of our families. Um, uh, so once and most of my memories are once the movie ends, pretty much that's when I start uh, having memories of them. And so I sensed and I knew something. They were coming out of some some damage and trauma, obviously. But uh, fortunately for me, I was able to see the the new and improved uh, Phil and Kay. That's awesome. And, you know, and I think as as we think about the redemption that, you know, that comes through the gospel and what we see that's, you know, kind of coming through in this story, um, Corey, I I'd love it if you if you kind of talk about how that's impacted sort of your family and and even, you know, even how adoption is a part of your story and your family and how that kind of relates to the gospel and ultimately to the story of redemption. Yeah, well, first, as you were saying that about, you know, dealing with a lot of, you know, kids who and families who go through hard times and some real trauma, I was thinking about. Miss Kay and what 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 happened in this story and what she did in offering forgiveness to Phil in that moment is so powerful because, you know, a lot of the world would have said, you don't have to forgive him. You know, he has been a terrible husband. He's um, he's not kept his vow to you. You know, he's been adulterous. He's done all these things to you. You don't have to forgive him, you know, but she did. She chose that forgiveness and offered him grace because she received that from Jesus herself, you know, and it doesn't always look like that their story ended where their family came back together and and all the things happened. But for her still, whether, whether Phil would have come back or anything for her to be able to say, offer forgiveness, you know, in that moment, um, was so powerful and what and what moved their family forward. So that that is something that strikes me in the film every time I see it is just, you know, that was that was a huge thing for Kay to 
to have to do, you know, for families that go through so much trauma, forgiveness is such a, a powerful tool to move forward. Um, but for our family, yeah, our family has been made through adoption and we're so grateful for that. And um, just um, grateful for the way, you know, God teaches about adoption because that's the first example of that. You know, we're, we're called adopt, we're heirs adopted into his um, family. And so, um, yeah, we feel like adoption is just a huge part of the heart of God. And um, it's been a part of what's made our family complete. Mm -hmm. You know, before we kind of close with how people can see the film, you know, a lot of folks have, as y'all said, followed your family for a while with the reality show on A&E Duck Dynasty. And I think a lot of people really connected because it felt like real life. It didn't feel scripted. It didn't feel like it was produced. So I guess the question people would want to know, is that what real life really does look like for the Robertson family? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's pretty close. It's exciting. We have a lot of, a lot of things going on. I think the, the spirit of it uh, for sure. I think uh, the Robertsons have, certainly learn to laugh at themselves and uh, make fun of ourselves for sure. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and so I think that comes across and, and, and really it's come probably dealing with the pain of, you know, the past and all that from uh, of just having to deal with that and realize, and, and our faith teaches us that it's not all about us as life is not about us. And so, uh, so yeah, there's a real joyous spirit that I think has come across as humorous and and it, when you have an uncle sign your family you either um <clears throat> you have to learn to laugh or you're just going to be completely uh, in bizarre land because uh, I've never quite seen anybody like him although I think it the show did resonate because they found themselves a lot in someone in the family it was like oh I have a dad like your dad or my mom is just like Miss K or we have a crazy uncle as well I know how crazy it is trying to for me, running a business, you know, and having to keep everybody in line. So uh, so a lot of people did gravitate towards uh, someone in the family and it, and it made them think of their family and even things that they didn't do um, that maybe they aspired to do. Maybe they didn't sit down together and yeah, eat together as often as they wanted to. Or maybe they didn't say a prayer before their meal. And so uh, we we heard that a lot, which is like, hey, we're, we're doing that now. You know, we've we've added that into our family structure. Yeah, I will say being um, in the Robertson family for 32, mm -hmm. I'm terrible at our, our wedding um, anniversary, been 32 <laughs> years now here, being in there, it's never boring. I can, I can tell you that, but <laughs> you know, this movie is, is obviously scripted. It's a movie, but the very beginning it starts out and it says, this is a true story because it mm -hmm. is, it is a true story. It's not just like based on a true story where there's some elements. It really is. And even for our kids, it was really neat because when the first time we showed it to them afterwards, they were like, did that really happen? Is that really how it is, how it was? And we're like, yes. I mean, we really, you know, feel like, hey, we're involved. Every member of the family was involved in telling all these pieces of the story. We were able to incorporate them in. And, you know, like any true story, we have to end. You get to see a little bit of some pictures from, you know, then and now and all that, which I think is always fun for a true story. But yeah, this is this is a true story of the Robertson family. I know we hope and pray that many people, because they're so connected to Duck Dynasty and to your family, will go and see the story. And really, even folks that have never experienced redemption in Christ will go and see the story and experience that. What are what are some of the favorite scenes you guys have in the movie that you hope will really impact people? Yeah, for me, it's towards the end. It's where I actually feel is at the point to where he is able to 
hear the gospel and, and receive it um, uh, when he's at the lowest point of his life. And um, and this this pastor that drove up there to to share with him initially at the bar and then came back up to talk to him again. Uh, just the way the pastor lays out the gospel, um, uh, very story form. It wasn't like read out of a Bible. It was just uh, kind of a man to man, just like this is it. This is what it looks like. And so that was that was a powerful moment to me. And just to, to hear it the way it was done, um, um, because Phil was looking for something. Uh, but I think he was trying to figure out what, you know, how do I do this or how, how does a person do this? Which which I find that often, too. People, they may see it and they're like, I want in on that. But, you know, knowing how to communicate that, that was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that was so good. I love the part. Um, well, there's a this is probably one of the hardest scenes in the film, but I thought it was just so powerful. Um, so there's a moment where, you know, Phil kicks Kay out of the house and she's a single mom all of a sudden with three little boys and not really knowing what her life is going to look like. And um, she's sitting in the bathroom floor and just really honestly wondering whether she can go on. And um, that is the true. Kay tells that part of her story and it's the the lowest point, kind of that point where you feel like things might be hopeless. And um, Phil's sister, um, Willie's Aunt Jan, you know, comes into the bathroom and sits on the floor with her and just it, they just had this really special moment together where she helps her to understand that, like, you are not alone. Your life is not hopeless. And there's somebody who can come into your life and can can everything can change. And she, you know, that's the point where things change for Kay and she understands that God is with her through this. And so, um, yeah, that's my favorite part. I cry every time I see it. Um, that's the part that our kids were like, Whoa, mom, did that really happen? And MLK really hit that point. Like, yeah, she really did. And that's where you can get whenever you start to feel like life is hopeless, but we serve a God that is full of hope. And so, um, nothing is hopeless in this life. Well, Corey, that's a really appropriate thing because like this story is about hope, right? It's about the hope of the gospel and about mm -hmm. the hope for transformation. Um, but maybe what are what are y'all's hopes for this film? What do, what do you hope that people take away or um, that happen in people's lives as a result of, of seeing the blind? Uh, well, one is I hope that people actually stand up and support movies like this and so uh it's so important i think we all kind of become in some way complainers about culture and complainers about television and media and everything that we see um and this is actually a real way to actually show doug dynasty proved that you know the numbers were so big uh that you know they have to take notice in hollywood or new york and say hey well who are these people <laughs> well, you know and they're they're actually liking this and so when we don't support that um or we don't go out and support movies like this, you know, that you're not going to see as many made. And so uh, that's one hope is that that they would do that. And then ultimately from the story itself, the hope is that people can, you know, realize that their problems, there is hope and they can realize there's no telling what God can do. I think, you know, mention that smart, that, that couple in South um, Arkansas, you know, if you didn't tell somebody like they're going to impact, the world for the gospel it wouldn't have even made sense it like how in the world would that ever happen and we saw it happen and we're a part of that happening and uh to where hundreds of millions of people all over the world have been in some way uh through dognosti through movies through books and all that have shown them that hey it's amazing what god can do when you when you yield to him
Yeah, I hope that I feel like this maybe is a chance for people to invite people, you know, somebody that you might not be able to invite to church to say, hey, come watch a movie with me. And you can just sit there and clearly see the gospel presented in a way that's, you know, on the screen. I hope that families will forever change. I hope that there will be moms and dads that see this and say, whoa, my actions are affecting my children and are going to affect future generations and, you know, surrender. There's a part where Phil says towards the end, he says, I had to come to the end of myself before I could find the beginning of God. Mm -hmm. And I hope through this film, people truly do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hope with you guys too, that folks will walk away with the true hope of Christ that just like Phil closes the, the episodes of Duck Dynasty in prayer. Here's a man who has gone to the, the pits of, of, of true emptiness, but now is filled with the hope of Christ. And that's our, all of our stories as believers is mm-hmm. we were wayward sinners and Christ came and reconciled mm-hmm. us. So friends, as we close, where can people go to find out more information about the movie and purchase tickets? Yeah, you can go to theblindmovie.com and just type in your city and I'll tell you the the closest theater. And you can go ahead and purchase tickets now, which actually makes a big difference. It means a lot. The more people that purchase tickets early, the more theaters we get in, the more people that can see this movie. So we'd love it if you'd go ahead and purchase tickets and show up that opening weekend um, with a friend and um, come see our film. Well, Corey and Willie, we thank you so much for being on the Defender Podcast. Thank you to not just you guys, but to your whole family for living authentic lives for Christ through the messy, through the ups, through the downs, to being authentic and showing people a true picture of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you. it, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.